2022. It's 8.33 p.m. Eastern Daylight Saving Time. This is the Fakeologist speaking. I'm back with you. Finally, I took a couple days off. I have a lot to tell you about those days off, but uh, that'll probably have to wait because today is the Thursday show, which means it's the Marcus Allen Super Show, where Marcus comes to the table and brings us a question that he likes to ask the panel, and they try and answer. And we have the normal cast of characters that are kind enough to show up consistently. Uh, we have, let's first say hi to Marcus. Hello. Hey, hey guys, what's going on? That's Marcus Allen of EscapeTheNewNormal.com. And then we have an ounce of salt per day, who has a ton of stuff to tell us about, too. Hello, Frank. Hi, guys, and I'm glad to be considered normal. I must say, it's a, it's a refreshing change. You, you are the new normal, or the new old normal. And uh, from the east coast of Canada, Canada, Kanakistan, where you cannot get on a plane or a train unless you're fully injected with the lethal biological experimental fun. And live from Sydney, Nova Scotia, Tiago. Hello, Tiago. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. And actually, I'm in Sydney as well. Oh, wow. The two Sydneys of the world, thousands of miles apart. Yeah, so... That's cool. That is really great. Yeah. Is it named after the same Lord Sydney? I assume so. Was there a Lord Sydney? <laughs> that, that, that I don't assume. Well, I'm guessing because we live in... Um, the British Protectorate of Canada, and you live in the Commonwealth of Australia that probably is more tied to the British crown than you'd like to believe. I'm guessing there's a lord in there somewhere. Oh, it's, sorry. This place was named after a lord Sydney. Absolutely. Okay, it was a lord. Okay. Well, the chances are really good because the British are really lousy at originality when it comes to names. They just name all their countries and the cities within after their own country and their own lords and dukes and duchesses and such. So, oh, if we were only free. Mar uh, Marcus, is there a Sydney, Pennsylvania? I was trying to think of a joke, something about a woman, but I got nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a lot to shoot. Now, I apologize up front if there are any technological difficulties. I really hope everything is coming through okay, because um, I'm trying to transition not in the um, gender way, but in the technological way. And it's a lot rockier than I thought. It's I'm out of practice because I haven't installed Windows probably in about eight years. And uh, all the wires and doodads and, oh, it's, it's a lot of work. This is why you probably want to pay someone to do it, not do it yourself. So uh, if this doesn't come through properly, well, sorry. Um, I had to switch back to the old machine because... Because the new machine, I didn't really test the audio, and of course it doesn't work because there's probably some setting or wire or anything you can think of missing. So I didn't want to be late, or I canceled the show. So enough of that, Marcus. Let's hand it over to you. And uh, what do what do you want to talk about? Well, if you turn if you turn on my screen, you'll see uh, what my neighbors look like—a little boots on the ground about oh. the mental health oh, of no. my neighbors here in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Oh, Are you no. able to see this? It's a video. <laughs> I can see it. Um, I don't know if Frank can see yeah, it. Just from your, just from your mental, sorry, your word image. I'm laughing. 
Yeah, why don't you describe to the visually impaired that might be listening to the audio? Um, or or those who are listening to the podcast. Yeah, it says USMC. I'm assuming that's the uh, United States Marine Corps. Oh, right. Uh, which has been spray painted onto this guy's trailer mm. this morning. Yeah, it's yeah, big yeah. news here in Lancaster. This guy completely spray painted his house, his fence, and his trucks. And it says USMC. It says three combat tours. You're welcome. And then on the right, which I'll I'll hit the play button, it says, I'm not a meth head. Mm. So here it is. Are you seeing that coming through the video? Yeah. I'm seeing it loud and clear. He spelled your wrong. Well, most people do. Honor honorably discharged Marine, combat three combat tours, PS PTSD, not something or other. Mm. What does that say? Let me see if I can slow that down. Not not meth head. And then you're welcome. And then we, uh, my Corey Jack, my son, my youngest son, and I mm -hmm. turn the corner of his house. And then there's more fun. <laughs> uh, I serve three combat tours, honorably discharged Marine, not meth head. You're welcome. Assumption is mother of all fucks. Mm, wow. That's, that's so this doesn't, this. <laughs> I think he's not happy now. Well, see that that gets into the whole caring about what people think. And and my son, my 15 year old is like, what do you think this is about dad? Now this is, we came back to this. We actually went to the gym 55 miles an hour and just blank saw that. And I was trying to remember what it said. And I said, well, I'm sure someone doesn't like the way he's fixing up his house and he thinks he's a meth head and um, he took it personally. And now he, permanently put it on his house and what's interesting is this something like this actually happened in a, an old office space i had near king of Prussia, pennsylvania some guy did the same thing he like totally shitted up his house and spray painted all these angry messages and that stayed up for probably 20 years i don't think the township can do it's not like an hoa the township couldn't do anything well, it is uh, a form of expression, and freedom of expression is paramount in the United States of America, the First Amendment. What is an HOA for, 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 for ignorance like me? Homeowners Association. Uh -huh. So you, when you are a member of a homeowner, there's actually, I think most of the time, most Homeowners Association is a good thing. It makes it so someone doesn't, you know, so that someone doesn't not cut the lawn or paint paint the house in a different color than everyone else's house. It, I mean, it, it, it can get kind of dicey when you have someone who just doesn't care and doesn't go along with the flow. Uh, a lot of, a lot of people will store tons of crap on their porches and it just looks terrible. And um, yeah, so this guy doesn't have to worry about that. He doesn't belong to an HOA clearly. Okay. Anyway. Start off with that, and, and then I thought I had some good news to discuss, and I wanted to see if you guys think it is good news or not. And let me uh, pull up my notes here, which is... You didn't really give a punchline to that whole... Well, I was waiting for you guys to give a punchline. <laughs> well, okay, What's your so punchline? interesting, isn't it, that, that servicemen and women from the, um, from the English-speaking countries are really being... Um, how would you say? Railroaded? Greatly now. 
mm-hmm. railroaded. They've, they've really, you know, thanks for all your service and we're just going to make your lives miserable now. They've been turned into the potential terrorists of the new of the new age, haven't they? Yep. Yes. I don't really see how. What's changed? They've always been treated poorly when they come back from service and and I, uh, I guess that's true. And too, the people yeah. the people back home don't know what happens there. They're given the propaganda version of what the war is or what war is, and then the, the servicemen uh, come back as heroes, well, well, but they don't actually, know what they're heroes for because they were just over there rebuilding and reassembling and and resettling and controlled demolition. Well, actually, it's strategic... a bit more complex than that. Mm-hmm. It's the current guys that are treated badly, mm-hmm. and thirty years later, you know, retrospectively, when they get to my age, they're all they're all war heroes again. Mm-hmm. Okay. That seems to be the way it works. You know, the Vietnamese veterans were treated very poorly when they came back, but now they're all the, you know, now they're all loved again. Well, it took a lot. It was a long uphill battle to get any kind of recognition, I think. But But uh, I think the same thing happened to the World War II, the World War I soldiers, the Crimea soldiers. I think the the same modus operandi has occurred the whole time, as you say. But it's, it's very interesting. Okay. All right. Tego, any comments before Marcus goes to his next screen? I just, uh, I look at all these guys. I feel some, a lot of them I feel sorry for. They're uh, instruments of decision of the central banksters. That's all they are. You mean deception? You mean deception? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I I wish, you know, they, they get recruited really young. That's the unfortunate part. So they don't know enough of uh, the world we live in and the scams and the, you know the people who really control things um they they don't understand any of that so and then they're taken they're taken aback by the uh you know for example the in the united states you guys got the flashy commercials and uh, the recruiters going to the schools and all this kind of stuff so um i i just think i think it's unfortunate you know wasting your life going going overseas fighting uh fighting ridiculousness really so mm-hmm. yeah you know it's interesting um I'll tell a little quick story. The, this this morning there was a birthday party for someone in our neighborhood, and it reminds me when when you talk about whether they're respected or not, it reminds me of nurses. She's a nurse. Uh, I'm not so sure if I'm supposed to repeat her situation, but she basically works in a hospital, a very big hospital, and um, we didn't know whether she was. We assumed she was vaccinated, and that was wrong. And I found out today at the, this birthday party, she's like, no, I'm an open book. Ask me because I said to her, I said, you know, uh, it's so difficult when I meet new people because I don't know if they're vaccinated or they're masked and people get all offended. And she's like, no, I, you can talk to me about anything. I'm I'm not vaccinated. We'll never get vaccinated. My husband works for a, a train company, which I won't name. And he is was forced to get vaxxed. And then three weeks later, they took down the requirements to get vaccinated, pissed off. So I started asking her, pumping her. I'm like, what's what's the deal in the hospitals? Are people dying? Are people getting hurt? And she said, I'm not seeing it. Hmm. Which goes against this whole truth or narrative that these things are killing everyone. And, you know, I, t- I know you like Steve Kirsch. And Steve Kirsch just recently... He just recently, in fact, I'll put a link to it. He just recently said something like half a million people have died from the vax, according to the Veritas report. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Yeah. Um, 
how many people are on the planet? So we're told seven, eight billion. What is a half a million divided into seven, eight billion? Again, it's a rounding error. It's it's not a lot. Yeah, uh, it's 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 well. First of all, she, you have to identify what do you mean by killing people, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you when somebody comes into the emergency room, let's say with a myocardial infarction, a heart attack, um, does she does she know that that that's that might be caused by a vaccine, or is that a natural occurrence in that person's life because they've eaten too much saturated fat? Right. So but, right. So this is right. this is the, the 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 issue that that I that I have with all this is. You might not, you know, they're not going to come in and say, well, you know, I'm dying of a vaccine injury. You know, it's not that simple. When they come in, they're going to be dying of, of uh, you know, a, a wide range of, of things like cancers, heart attacks, strokes, seizures. And the majority of these people, they're already indoctrinated into denying what they're seeing. Right. So, for example, if I were to go to a doctor and I have an allergy to a drug called ciprofloxacin, and if I were to go take a, a, a cipro, an antibiotic, and I were to get a rash on my neck, the doctor would look at me and say, Diego, stop taking the Cipro, it's giving you a rash. Mm -hmm. But in the same respect, if you go take a vaccine and you get a rash, or you get some other other form of, uh, you know, uh, something happening to you physically, they're not gonna, they're not gonna, they're not gonna say it was the vaccine. So when people, so when you ask the nurse, you have to be more specific. You instead of saying, are people dying? You have to ask, has there been an increase? In myocardial infarctions and in strokes, in in seizures, in in uh, skin disorders, and cancers, all that stuff, mm -hmm. and then that's the true way of knowing whether you know this is all affecting it. Because you know, just you know, I think the general thing of oh, you know, it's, I don't. She's saying I don't, I don't see it. I call bullshit on that because almost everyone I know that that uh, that's taken double jab, triple jab, they're they're all they're all messed up, man. They're oh, they're they're, messed they're totally messed up. But um, I asked if they're if she's seen people dying. Yeah, you have to be clear on what that means, That's, though. Yeah. My my contribution on that, I can't post it now, but I have been following the the Victorian uh, monthly mortality statistics, and I can um, I, I will post it as soon as possible. Essentially, showing that from the time vaccination started in Victoria. That there's been a rapid increase in the um, the number of the the annualised death rate, if you like. So I can I can provide that, assuming that those those numbers are accurate. Of course, we're relying on on the Victorian government statistics yeah. being correct. Yeah, and here in uh, Sydney, Nova Scotia, we got a population, you know, in Metro Sydney here of 50,000 people. Do you know that in my town here, they have a cancer centre, their own cancer centre. Um, and they're building another cancer center here. And a friend of mine spoke to one of the uh, oncologists here, and uh, he stated in private that the cancer has exploded by three times here in the Sydney area, mm. like in the in, in my in my local area here. Yeah. My my neighbors are a disaster. Mm -hmm. Okay, my mother's a disaster. My dad's a disaster. They have they're they're having uh, rashes, unexplained headaches. They can't sleep. Wow. Uh, you know, That's yeah, terrible. they can't. And this is this is like my the immediate people. The lady who cuts my daughter's hair. I take my daughter every couple of months. She wants to go get her hair uh, colored. So one mm -hmm. time I took her to this lady to get her hair colored. And we had to go back like a few days later because she had to add like an, an extra coloring onto my daughter's hair. 
she wouldn't answer the phone. So I eventually I found out that she went blind in one eye. She can't Whoa. see. That's, that's very common. That's very yeah, common. She can't see. So this that's is one other very st strange phenomenon that I'd be interested in having uh, people that listen to this podcast respond to. Um, it turns out that people were nearly half a degree Fahrenheit warmer a century ago, according to this story that I read. Mm. And this just came out of the blue. Mm. And and um, one of the things I have noticed with people that are vaccinated is they seem a little bit cold. They seem a little bit cooler. I'd be interested in, in getting more. May I ask how you know that? Are they walking around with a thermometer on their forehead? How do you know? Frank is licking their temples. But I'm really, <laughs> I guess what I most notice is my wife. Oh, okay. So you're saying she was your wife was your wife, so your wife is now more cold as she gets older. Hmm. She doesn't feel the cold. It's my perception. Okay. Okay. So that leads right into this the back end of the story, if I may. The um so then my neighbor, who's my now my best friend, my wife's best friend, she chimed in and she said, I'm just trying to remember if I can say her name. Trisha's uh father. Trisha's your wife. Trish is my wife. Um, Trish's father flatlined in the hospital after they purposely, without his permission, gave a second shot. And then I looked at her Ooh. name is Jessica, and I said, well, "What are you What are you talking about?" And you could tell that I I wasn't supposed to know that. And then she kind of repeated it. So then I saw my oldest son at lunch today, and I told the story. And I said, "Is it true that Pop Pop died after getting a second shot?" I knew about the second shot, but I didn't know he died. And and so I was like, yes. And I'm like, Whoa. how come no one told no? How come no one told me? Because you would yell at mom about it. I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. So yes, he yeah. they had to revive him after the second shot in the hospital. Yeah. And the it's, worst part is, uh, and the yeah, and the worst part is, uh, Marcus, with these with these nurses saying that nothing is going on. Right. Well, again, again, you have to be clear on what you mean by that. Right. Um, you can't, you know, like I said, somebody's not going to come in there and say, oh, you know, I'm vaccine injured. I have, you know, I just got the vaccine and now I have, I'm having a heart attack. No, no, we want there. You have to ask them specifically st uh, statistics on myocardial infarction, stroke, seizures, blood clots, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's the only way that you're going to get a real answer, you know, in comparison to the last five years. That's what I want to know. And right. a lot of the and a lot of these uh, healthcare facilities, I asked the Nova Scotia Health Authority here for that those st statistics and they won't give it to me. They won't they won't get they, 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 they they're, you know, because they they know that these vaccines mm -hmm. are definitely ca causing injury. And in terms of the death, you're right. Five hundred thousand in comparison to seven billion doesn't mean anything. But what what are those deaths going to look like in five or ten years from now? Right. What right. about the injuries and injuries? Injuries are sometimes worse than death. I mean, oh, if yeah, I yeah. went blind, find me a gun. I don't right. want to go through life blind. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, right. It's terrible. How the hell would I ever? Uh, and Marcus is show. right. Yeah, Marcus is right. There, it's, uh, this you is know, slightly it, oblique to, to to the topic, but one of the I've, I've been for the past week. I've been traveling to the, the two other major cities of Australia: Brisbane and Sydney. And I assure you that the, those places have been just effectively socially killed. The nightclubs mm -hmm. that are open are empty. And, yep, yep. you know, I am a karaoke junkie. Uh, junkie. Yeah. And I haven't That's been the name able of your to new album, a isn't it? 
karaoke junkie? <laughs> I haven't been able to find a, a single awesome. karaoke bar open. Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night in either wow. Sydney or Brisbane. Now that is just, and I've scoured these big cities trying to find the karaoke. Contact the local, you know, the the various people that put you onto them. There has, there's nothing open. If you, and we were out with to dinner with with Rick and. Rollo and Wayfarer last night, and we went to, you know, Sydney Harbour, Darling Harbour, which used to be bustling, to mm-hmm. to a very popular hotel called the Piermont Hotel, and the place by eight o'clock was empty. It was just us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, these these big cities have just been shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. same thing. here. Yeah, yeah. Frank, you interrupted Tiago saying I was right. How dare you? Tiago, what was I right about? <laughs> My wife no, hates you're, that. You're, you're right. You're right. You're right in the sense of the 500,000 people uh, that died in the grand scheme of things uh, for now, today, right. uh, in comparison to 7 billion people. But, uh, um, uh, you know, like no, Ab like was I- suggesting with the uh, vaccine injuries and uh you know the next. What's what's the next five to ten years? Are what are they going to look like? That's my question. Um, how much are these vaccine injuries going to cost the people that lived? They're all messed up, man. So, you know, like these people are going to need twenty-four hour care. Some of them. Diabetes is twenty thousand a year. Unbelievable. Type diabetes. Yeah. My, yeah, it's, my, it's unbelievable. my father-in-law. Th- uh, fortunately, mm-hmm. my wife's aunt is. Uh, we talked about this, I think, last week. Is super rich. She. Um, is paying twenty five thousand dollars every other month for two in home nurses for my for my father in law. I mean, he can't function by himself. Mm-hmm. That's very nice. Oh, so it's, a, it's a money. It's a gravy train for the for the sickness industrial complex. That's for sure. Yes, absolutely. Wow. And don't forget you now. Out about this, Marcus. Sorry. You've only just found out about this. About which part? No, he only just found out about the flatlining incident. The flatlining, yeah, yeah. But he, Marcus, oh. is well aware of the nurse situation because he was—he's told yeah. us many times in the past. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and don't forget now we got uh, monkeypox coming out, and was, you know I was going to talk about that tonight. Yep. Yeah, and the UK just came out this morning, <laughs> and now they're handing out vaccines for uh, <laughs> for the monk, the supposed killer monkeypox virus that's in the air, waiting to kill all of us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to the next topic. Uh, yep. So if we'll you look at the New York Post here, yeah, go ahead. New York here, Post, a reliable source of disinformation. Right. Uh, we have the um, well. I don't know if this is disinformation because it's all over the place. I don't know if you heard about it, but apparently oh, yeah. the the Orwellian Department of Homeland Security board is scrapping the disinformation. What do they call it? Disinformation. What's that? Disinformation called? authority. Disinformation board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are. It didn't get a lot of. It didn't get a lot of. Um, publicity on the buildup it just showed out up out of nowhere so i don't think it has a really catchy name or acronym yet but it's it's called the disinformation governance board and this woman who was in charge of it who was a tiktoker uh she quit Mm -hmm. so that was after three weeks so is that good news or is that bad news good news as in people are waking up and and calling it out or is it bad news for something which i'll I'll proffer after I get your opinion on this. Who mm-hmm. wants to start? Well, I heard on the No Agenda show this crazy woman 
is eight months or eight and a half months pregnant, so she has to leave anyway. Oh. That's what I heard. So uh, to me, this is just sort of drama, sort of uh, a sideshow about what's really going on. Mm-hmm. But uh, and 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 her ridiculous personality slash nature. To me, it's another slap in the public's face. If this was a serious attempt to control information, putting a clown in charge is to me really just another insult to the public same way as they put a transvestite in charge of uh health and human services same way as they put a clown in charge of the white house the president it's all it's all it's all mockery of the public as far as i'm concerned okay anyone else want to take that which and then we're going to talk about more clownery yep the key that that highlights to me is that people are unaware that about what was in the, the the second george bush's time most governments in the Western and the English-speaking world allowed, created laws that allowed the governments to just make up stories uh, mm-hmm. and propaganda without them being true. Right. And they actually passed legislation to that effect. And people right. don't realise that that still is in effect right now. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about the um, Patriot Act amendment where they... Um, took down the Smith Mund Act, which Yep. Yep. Right. Yes. That's what you're and, talking and, about. and similar things happened in Australia, New Zealand and the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, yeah, they've just a, essentially they can just say what they like and it's all okay mm-hmm. if it's in the what they consider to be the public interest. Yeah. Technical note, Frank, are you wearing those earbuds that, that might have a wire going through your big bushy beard? Because there's yes. there's a little bit of a lot of scratchiness. That's okay. Could you move I'll, the wire? I will, lift, I will raise it up. Yep. Raise it up, or just go for a quick shave. Get rid of that beard just for the show, and you can put it back later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In t- Thirty seconds of thinking time while I work out what I'm going to do. All right, Tiago. Do you have a comment on Marcus's last uh, about this direct? What is it called? The oh, the Disinformation Governance Board. In other words, they govern, they make sure the the disinformation is is, uh, is good, is good stuff. Yeah, I'm surprised surprised the American public even put up with that for that long, Uh, however many days it was. What's that? They don't know about it. Yeah, Yeah, they didn't know about it. Only conspiracy sites knew about it. Oh, okay, so only us uh, us guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, don't I agree know. with I, that. I, I, I just think uh, she's, you know, she's a paid actress. She's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she's not good in in terms of uh, you know uh, deception and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it's a, to me, it's laughable that people would even you know take take this lady seriously type thing. So I don't know. I didn't pay too much attention to it. That leads into yeah, this article right John here. John thinks she'll be good. You know that, Tiago. Yeah. <laughs> John LeBond thinks it's okay to be a deceiving, conniving. Well, let's not let's not talk behind John LeBond's back. Oh, he's listening. He's listening. He's definitely listening. All right. <laughs> Can you call it beyond his back? Well, he can't respond. He can't respond easily because he's not here. Well, he has the commenting on your site. He can respond. So anyway, he, he did. He is he is actively pushing that view that it may not be. 
that the um, you know women, the people like this one we're talking about, are bad people. That's that's the line he's promoting at the moment, isn't it? Oh, he's been promoting that since I've known him. Yeah. Okay. So you know, I'm just he's he's actively promoting, and I am actively suggesting that he needs to reset his moral compass. John, please please discuss. Okay. Well, next. Time, time, time will tell, right? Maybe he's right. I doubt it. Yeah. All right. So the next article I have up on the screen here is Fetterman wins Pennsylvania Democratic Senate primary GOP races too close to call. By the way, the GOP race, uh, Dr. Oz is winning. But forget about that. Um, th wow. This is this is so in your face. I can't believe anyone voted for this guy. This guy literally had a stroke. Friday, <laughs> got fitted with a pacemaker in the hospital. Could, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't campaign on the last day of campaigning, and still won. This is Joe Biden 2.0. Unreal. It's a little inside baseball because Pennsylvania. I don't fall. I don't have any idea who we're talking about here, and I don't know the circumstance. I don't know his competition, so I, I can't comment on this story. For, okay, imagine Joe. Imagine Joe Biden running for a Senate in Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. and people elect him, and he's totally out of it, like he is now. Mm -hmm. The point. The point. The reason I bring this up, and that's why I don't think this is maybe this is bad news, is I really think that we are headed. The, they're purposely making it so ridiculous with these politicians. That we're going to an artificial intelligence government. Mm. What do you think about that? It's hard to deny. It, I think hard to argue with. Well, I think we already know we're being governed from behind the scenes. The fifth column, as Matt Eric calls it, the deep state, and we really know that these people before us are really being fed lines. We know that. Or they just tell us directly because they'll just say, well, the doctor says I have to do this or the health, uh, the science says, the science table says this, the World Health Organization says this. We're just following the guidelines or following the protocol. And of course, the protocols apply to every single element of government. <laughs> so, well, we have to, the firefighters have to go up the ladder this way because of COVID. The policemen have to do this because of COVID. Construction workers have to do it this way because of COVID. Well, that means we're being run by a medical tyranny that emanates from Bill Gates and the WHO and this centralized controller that is going to take even more power with this uh, latest pandemic uh, agreement amongst 190 countries. So really, we just need placeholders in the public sphere. So we can put clowns, we can put actors, so, that's, you got me. You got me thinking. On. At my cousin's place, mm -hmm. um, I don't watch TV much at all. But he's an avid fan of our government broadcast, the ABC. And for the three hours that I was talking with him, every single item that was on that TV that night last night was about global warming in some way, about greenhouse gas, about carbon reduction emissions. You know, nonstop. And there is no politician 
in this country that says anything different. And if that isn't just artificial intelligence, I don't know what is. See, I think it could be that they are giving the idea that it's artificial intelligence, but it's really them. They're moving away from clowns to the idea of artificial intelligence, but it's still really just them. Yeah, I don't see evidence of artificial intelligence. I see the deep state is just, they see that there's no real opposition because people are just quaking in place. So they'll take anything, any... They'll just take any line and just swallow it. But, Tiago, do you have a comment on? Yeah. Well, I program in artificial intelligence. I know both languages. Uh, So PyTorch and TensorFlow. So I do programming and uh, and trading, as you guys know. So is this artificial intelligence? You know, I I don't know. Uh, Is it possible in the future? Probably. Um, but I think Ab's correct on, on this one. Uh, these guys, these guys are all just middle managers, lower managers, um, for whoever, you know, whatever entity that people want to classify as the central banks or central planners type thing. Um, and, and Frank mentioned, uh, global warming, everything, everything that you, almost everything that you hear now is in some way, somehow, some fashion, global warming, whether it's printing money, whether it's building a house whether it's buying a house, getting a permit, whatever, some, you know, they bring in something about, uh, you know, green energy and all this ridiculousness. So um, I don't know, artificial intelligence, maybe, who knows? Um, maybe in the, I definitely think in the future, absolutely. Um, they're going to use um, artificial intelligence against us. Absolutely. 100%. If, if they're not already using it. Anyone want to take the global warming quick quiz? Go ahead. Right here, yes. Sure. Does anyone know what happens if you put an ice cube in water and it melts? What happens to the level of the water? I've, I've published an article on this many times, how it doesn't change the water level at all. That's correct. There's your busting of global warming climate change in a in a 10-second video. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because then what they'll say to you, um, Marcus, is that the enormous ice sheets on Greenland, they're the ones that are really going to make the difference. Oh, they can say anything they want. I have a whole list of all I the things it, they've it, been it. wrong about. They said New York City would have been underwater 20 years ago, and it's still there. My favorite one is that we were going to be into 70 years of drought. You know, The country was going to be burnt to a crisp. And then this fellow came on yesterday because it's been raining nonstop in Sydney and Brisbane for, for the past three months, like literally nonstop. I'm sorry, I'll tell you, like, there were two seven-day periods in Sydney where it didn't rain. Brisbane has almost been continuous rain. And this fellow said, yes, this weather was predicted by the global, the, the climate warming models 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's just blatant lying. My, my fa- Go ahead, Tiago. Unre- it's it's unreal. Listen, the, the bottom line is this. When I was in grade six, Miss Del Pozo's class at St. Anthony School in Toronto, these people were scaring the shit out of me when mm-hmm. I was in grade six. OK, they were telling us to get under hide under our desks and we were practicing in case a bomb went or a hydrogen bomb or whatever the hell it was. Um, you know, that way we'd be protected from this hydrogen bomb. And I remember going into high school, 1989, 1990. They were telling us back then that in 2010, New York City, California, Florida was going to all be underwater from this global warming. 
they've been feeding us this yeah. and they were scaring the shit out of me. I came home, you know, almost crying, telling my parents, you know, we, we got to change the way we live. We can't drive, you know, too much. My teachers were telling me that uh, everything's going to be underwater and it's going to be a disaster not long from now in 2010. And they were, and they've been at this nonsense for years and years and years. Scaring, these are the same people telling me to hide under my desk. It's child the shit out of me. Yeah, you know, tell you know that some you know like hi, like hiding under my desk is going to protect me from a hydrogen bomb if it went off in the area. Like mm -hmm. it's just it's just absolute. These are the idiot psychopaths that we we keep on listening to, uh, mm -hmm. talking about this ridiculous climate change. It rains two days in Sydney, Australia. And, you know, and they're, everyone's having a panic attack. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's these people, do they believe everything, really? Do they believe every single thing that the news tells them? Like, do these people, like, sometimes I wonder, do they, do they not have a brain, Frank, Marcus, Ab? Do they not, can they not think for one I, I, second critically? They can't I'm resist. Huge I'm not seeing huge evidence of it. Well, they can't resist. It's complete, they see... And the other reason why maybe we're getting more clowns in positions of power is good people do not want to get in the way of this freight train. They really don't want to go down with the ship. The premier of Alberta <laughs> just resigned today, even though he won his party's uh, majority vote. They had put the party had a, and they gave him 51% of the votes, but he said, said, that's not enough. I'm quitting anyway. Um, so not, I'm not saying he was a good man, but, uh, I think he sees the potential writing on the wall that, uh, certain premiers around the world and governors, if this thing does go south, they could potentially held liable in for, for the mass genocide that, uh, may or may not be coming and they might, might want to get out of the way and go into hiding or reassign their, their personalities or just basically, uh, get out. Well, you can still get out. So but that's a possibility of that guy. So, um, well, the idea that forward, the idea that you think good people are avoiding it goes completely counter to what I just posted on the web here. All the president's cousins, a twelve-year-old. Did you hear about this from two thousand twelve years ago? A twelve-year-old from Salinas discovered yeah, that all the yeah. presidents except Martin Van Buren are related to King John of England. And I doubt Tim, you, Tiago, me, uh, Frank are related to the King of England. I highly doubt that. So I don't think you even have a chance to become president. Wow. Okay, no, I didn't hear that story. But speaking of president- Oh, that was, yeah. I thought that was a very big story. I'm, I'm really surprised about that. No, I never heard it. Tim, what's your, gonna... what's your favorite global warming bullshit? story because i got one well my favorite one is the fact that that the carbon equation for windmills and electric cars is worse than the carbon equation for normal coal-fired power stations and normal cars that's my favorite piece of nonsense well i like the fish swimming down the street in miami from from uh gore that i like that one it'll be sweet mm -hmm. it'll be Diego, do you have one? <laughs> I think you know what. On and to be honest with everybody here and everyone listening to the show, when I whenever I hear a politician or one of my neighbors start talking about climate change, I honestly, in my mind, I just switch off. I don't even, I don't even bother anymore because ever, like I said, ever since I was a young child, 
these people have been have been propagandizing me in these schools, scaring the shit out of me, and I just had enough of this nonsense. Um, so there is no climate change. There is, you know, we're not going to die tomorrow or in 20 years or 50 years. You know, Miami's not going to flood. Australia's not going to flood. You know, stop the nonsense. Use your brains. Talk to talk to real scientists. Talk to real people. Um, you know, to find out these things, and uh, you'll you'll. Yeah, you were traumatized. You were traumatized. I just, I, I, I just I can't you believe know, that I, level of trauma you had. No, I was. I'm not traumatized. It, it, it was just, it, you know, the, it's just the lies. It's, the, it's the constant lies. And as I'm, you know, I, as I got older, I look back, and I look at these lies, and I'm thinking, the bastards. You know, how can they just blatantly lie like that to young children? We all go home crying to our parents saying, oh, my God, you know, this is what the teacher told me. And, uh, you know, we were and my dad is asking, so, Diego, what would you do in school today? Oh, this afternoon we, you know, we, we hid under our desk, to, you know, uh, practicing for the hydrogen bombs because uh, at the time it was the old Soviet Union we were worried about. Remember? And then and then hockey. We, we were debating whether we should accept uh, players from the USSR. I remember that, right? So it's just it, yeah. it's just lie after lie, and and you know like COVID and 9/11 and monkeypox and 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 gorilla pox and elephant pox and whatever the hell they're gonna make up next. It's just and these people. The thing that's very frightening to me is that the the general population. You know, what's scary is not masks, not viruses, none, none of this stuff is scary. What's scary is that these people believe everything. And one day, maybe one day, I hope I'm wrong, but maybe one day they're going to look at gentlemen and women like us and people listening to this podcast and they're, and they're going to go for the throat because they were told to. And that's, mm -hmm. and that's the problem here is, is that they believe everything. They mm -hmm. have no brain. They have no critical thinking in life. I'm looking at the date. Yeah, I want to get yeah. my, my my saying of the uh, the month, and I'd rather have a smart enemy than a stupid friend. Yes, I agree with that. I'm looking at the date on my 13th. on my computer. It says Thursday, May nineteenth. Something tells me that it's going to be Friday, May twentieth. Dateline: Diego takes his forex computer and goes postal and kills all of his neighbors. I'm kind of getting that feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they're safe. <laughs> no, I think they're safe. I'm I'm usually a pretty calm guy, but uh, when I start when I hear all these lies and, and you know lies yeah. on lies and it's just and it's just to me I'm like how do these people believe all this stuff really? Like it's just it blows my mind. And then I had my neighbor here yesterday morning telling me that that everything's okay, that the economy's fine, they're gonna fix it. It's just a matter of time. And I'm thinking, man, this guy, like this guy's got like no clue. And this is one of the guys you know, with who has three cars in his driveway, $60,000 cars, every single one of them has got a Ukrainian flag. He's got mm -hmm. another Ukrainian flag on the top of his house, a big uh, 36, you know, whatever uh, Ukrainian wow. flag. He believes everything. He's wearing a mask while he drives by himself. And and the guy, the, these people are lost. They're like, I would, I would not want to live like that. I'm sorry. I, you know, I'd rather think for myself. And You need and, to tell and, them to tune into the fakeologist show and just get a little bit of, or, or even give them the link to Rebel News. At least it's an opposing view, for goodness sake. Oh, these, the people here in my area are a total... If they heard what I was speaking about, if they heard what you gentlemen are saying tonight, they would be out front of my house with pitchforks and daggers. We, you know, like, we got to kill this Tiago. He's a danger to society. He's a traitor. That's the first thing that's bad. Um, so that a means... Traitor he steals or a people. traitor? 
a trader. He's a four, he, he's a forex trader. He steals people's money, and right. Uh, and right. So that's how they look at me, kind of right. That I, I okay. you know, in the markets, I steal people's money, and here I am talking about quote unquote conspiracy theories and climate change and all this ridiculousness. I'm, you know, I'm still. I told them the neighbor yesterday. I said I'm still waiting to get Omicron or COVID or whatever. I said I haven't been sick in like 20, 30 years or whatever. I said I'm, you know, there's so many variants. I I must be really lucky. I haven't gotten anything. You know, you're dodging the variants every yeah. day on your bike. Oh, yeah, there's a variant. Get to the left. There's a variant. Get to the left. Right. Oh man, <laughs> they believe everything. And and it, to me, sometimes to me, it's a it's a, a pressure relief to come on the show and speak to you, gentlemen. Oh, you're all welcome this. to come on. I'm glad. Yeah, it's good. You should to tell me your Robin Hood. Tell me your Robin Hood, dude. You steal from <laughs> the stupid, and you put it in your pocket. They'll love that. Yeah, exactly. That's not how Robin Wood went, went isn't it? <laughs> Still from the rich gift to the poor. I just kind of twisted it. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. All one. right, let's. By the way, did you get the my daughter um, Catch Twenty Two brought me the George Bush flub of the day? Did you get a chance to to see that? Is nope. That you gonna play it? Let's see it. Well, I don't have it handy. I, I, I'm sure I could easily find it. I just want to know if you're aware of the... No. I don't really like playing political comedy because it's just comedy. And George yeah. Bush, I guess, he's he's 75 years old and he's probably having trouble reading the teleprompter too. Or maybe he was doing a little bit of riffing, which is very dangerous for these, these uh, robots without a script. So I can dig it up while you're um, bringing your next next topic. If you have one. so I was gonna tell you what my greatest climate change global warming okay. hoax bullshit is. And that is when in fact I'm seeing lost spider phallus just said it. No more snow will be bemoan the earth in 2020. And actually what Al Gore said is the only time you'll ever see snow again is if you shake a snow globe. Yeah. Yeah, that that's an old one. He yeah. said that he did say yeah. that. That was a little, yeah, yeah. He he had a lot of zingers. Yeah. Oh my God! Another, another, was another a, complete disaster. Tim Flannery in in Australia, who um, who then very cynically, after telling everybody they're all going to drown, bought a holiday house in right on the beach. On this really, yeah. you know, all it, the rich it, people live on the beach. Yeah. Act of all to, of all time. Unbelievable. All right, I got the George Bush flub. If you want it, okay. Good political humor. Let's just bring him up. Was he talking? Okay, hold on. He's not talking. It's no audio. Okay, I'll keep going. I'll try and play it again. I don't know what's happening. So to respect your time, we're coming up in the end. Uh, let's talk about monkeypox. So this is a video. If you can play my screen while you're looking, if it'll come up on YouTube. Now, I, this is from January of 2022. I knew this was going to be a thing. I just didn't know when, and clearly it's now. Is there audio? Oh, you don't hear any audio? I don't. I don't know if it's my problem or what's going on. Can tonight. anyone hear so the I audio? Don't... No, I can't hear it either. Yeah. I'll just tell you what the report is. It's from Danville, Pennsylvania. One monkey still missing after 100 monkeys That's escaped right. from the crash. Right. I remember this story. So that was from January 22nd, 2022. I published that too. Well, uh, sorry. Did you say 100 monkeys escaped? 
99 monkeys escape. Yeah, it was a play on the 100 monkey joke as well. I did put that on fakeologist.com forward slash blog. And and it, that kind of obviousness is really painful if people don't pick it up, isn't it? Well, I got That's more. Cool. I got more for you. Here's Dustin Hoffman in a, in a movie from 1995. Here's your predictive programming aspect of it. It's called Outbreak. And let me read it to you real quick. Army doctors struggle to find a cure for a deadly virus spreading throughout a California town that was brought to America by an African monkey. Yeah, I seen that movie. I went to the theater to watch it. It was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have from the CDC. Sorry. Again, Do they all get to wear suits all inflated and everything? And look really serious and grim? In the movie Outbreak? That's an old movie, by the way. Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, at the end of the movie, they they uh, debate whether to uh, nuke the town that's infected, or or yeah, or 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 wait until the serum. They didn't have it wasn't a vaccine; it was a serum. Whether to give the people the serum, which is I guess the same thing as a vaccine, but uh, yeah. So here we go again. And this from the CDC Actually, website. You brought up an important point, Tiago. I think the. The fact that serum has disappeared from the is kind of interesting. That's yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't. Uh, well, they use it in blood serum, yeah, but not in, uh, I guess, in the serum uh, where they they uh, either give it orally or through injection. But uh, yeah, you're right. It's always called the same though now, isn't and, it? And, and what's also interesting about the movie is at the end they were debating whether to nuke nuke the town that was infected. Right. That's kind of scary, too. You know, so um, scary. Nobody. Scare. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. Uh, nobody was getting better. They were all <laughs> sick and uh, we didn't have a serum. So let's uh, let's just. Uh, it's they, like, they, it's they, logical as well, because the nuclear explosion, of course, has spread the, the virus everywhere, wouldn't it? Or, yeah. I mean, that's that's uh, except to be radioactively enhanced, of course. Yeah, <laughs> there's no logic. There's no. Yeah, they called a they called a military aircraft, and then they were flying over the town, and then I think at the last minute the guy didn't didn't drop the bomb on the town. But uh, it's just it's just you know I mean it's a cool movie, but uh, uh, reality who knows? We'll see whatever they want to take from the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And from from the CDC, we have that the smallpox and monkeypox vaccines can be used, you don't need to make a new one. They've got it ready to go. It's effective at protecting people uh, against monkeypox. Thank God. Hallelujah. So do, you never, so do you guys think they're really gonna, this monkeypox is gonna just, is gonna be a big one? Is it gonna be a big, is gonna be the next, uh, the big one that Bill Gates was promising? Is this is this it or is this just a little blip? Well, let me put it this way, Ab. I think predictions that they certainly would not do it premature mm -hmm. right right you know these guys can just do whatever they feel like i think really what they do is you know they just have a whole bunch of things that they're ready to bring in for any particular mm -hmm. outcome they're trying to achieve at the time no i think that more specifically frank i think they're testing they test to see yeah. how we take it if we take it they roll with it if we don't they don't yeah and, but and the, this is from uh, May 18th, which sorry, is I yesterday. Do I do agree with that it, it completely, Marcus. You are correct in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, – I also think that uh, 
the other question that has to be asked is how how far are they going to push it? Are they going to go? Are they just going to inject a few countries and then that's it, leave it alone? Sort of almost like a kind of like the SARS back in uh, 2003 in Toronto, or or are they going to go all the way with lockdowns again because of monkeypox? Mm -hmm. So that's uh you know I don't know. Um, and uh, your, what's your take if it, people really are getting the sores on their bodies? What is your take? It probably is from excellent question. I'm glad you asked that. Yeah. Well, what's your take, Marcus? I'll ask you first. Well, I discussed that with I discussed that with my my 15 year old today because he he asked that. He goes, Dad, what's monkey pox? And then I showed it to him and he couldn't stop laughing. And and right. I said, um, said so now what's interesting is if people who don't take the small pack pox forward slash monkey pox vaccine get monkeypox now that's a weapon that is now we know for a fact with covid you don't know you don't know if you've been if something in the air has has been targeted against you but if you're getting what looks like chickenpox and you haven't taken the vax oh now now, the vax, now yeah. it's a weapon yeah so that's well, what i'm going with it's the vax that's that's what i'm going yeah but what if you don't take the vax and you get monkeypox Mm -hmm. well, well, I don't see. I don't see your will. I, right. I can't say that, Marcus. I think it, it's exactly that this this mechanism of bacterial infection was the Spanish flu mechanism. Mm -hmm. You know, it, again, you just talk about what's happened in Australia. In Australia, we had a a trend of declining death rates for say twenty years, but certainly the last ten years, and that decline has now been reversed with the introduction of dabbing and the same thing occurred in the spanish flu but you know it was only after the jabbing that uh, you saw the any incidents at all in the u.s population or the australian population i think the same thing happened here as well but the difference but the frank and, and lost and lost spider fallis just said this. I, I didn't see what Go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I don't think there's any way that they can, um, people that are, don't have something jab inside them are going to get these sores unless they, you know, maybe they drop little mites or something. Uh, but they'll have to be like a bed bug type of thing. Right. Um one of the things that's occurring in, in Sydney because of the constant rain is that people are now finding black mould everywhere, and that's that's mm -hmm. causing a problem because people don't know how to deal with that anymore. Mm -hmm. But um, so yeah, go on. If there's a biological weapon, uh, uh, essentially what I'm suggesting to you, Marcus, I think the, the biological weapon scare is no different to the nuclear scare. It is just a nonsense thing. But, but but as lost spider Faust just uh, I'm assuming this person agrees with me monkeypox has observable symptoms so it can't really be used as a fake pandemic that's exactly what I'm saying yeah so again if I get if I don't take the vax my family doesn't take the vax and we all come down with monkeypox this is a completely different now we're being attacked. This right. is no longer this is no longer a suicide thing. This is now we're being attacked. 
Yeah, and the only explanation... So I, what I'm going to suggest to you is if you get symptoms like that, it will be because of a toxin. It'll be something like chloride. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it would be something exotic or, or something yeah. like that. The, yeah. the thing that does produce things like that is that is the mustard gas that they had during the World War One. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Diego? Yeah, but that's that yeah, yeah. I think the same thing. Look, if you if you didn't get vaccinated and uh, your family's coming down with uh, observable symptoms of uh, you know quote unquote monkeypox. Uh, to me, you know, there's obviously look, look, there's no viruses that that are traveling in the air looking to kill you. So it's something exogenous that enter the body. And the only thing that you're going to have to figure out is how it got inside your body. Now, what that can be through several sources, right? It could be through food, water, um, things you're in contact with every day. And that's, you know, stuff that you're going to have to look at. So, we, you know, you just got to be, you know, careful if that would, I'd be surprised. I'd be shocked if that happened. Um, you know, if, if myself, Frank, uh, Marcus, Ab, we all started getting monkeypox and all this kind of stuff, I'd be, uh, you know, a little shocked and surprised that this is happening. And the first thing I would do is uh, el eliminate any water from the tap um, and, and yeah. you know, be really uh, careful with the food that I'm eating, only natural type food, no meats, no nothing like that, no eggs, um, nothing. So, uh, yeah. Um, but uh, berries. tap 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 water. Yeah, tap water would be the first uh, my first uh, turn off. I'd be turning off the tap water and I'd be drinking strictly distilled water. I wouldn't I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, be cooking, cooking in tap water. Nothing. And um, you don't like eggs, Tiago? No, I'm a vegan. I'm a vegan. I'm a hardcore vegan. Okay. I haven't had eggs or meat or okay. chicken or anything like that in years. Interesting. We'll tell you what I have for dinner then. Let's move on. The Pakeologist Forums has a monkey pox thread that start, was started by Ray. And I wish I could play the audio, but it's not playing and I don't have time to troubleshoot it. So, uh, Mark Stein, who I used to follow years ago, a hardcore conservative, I'm not sure what side he's on. GB News is a UK upstart or new, new outlet. I think John Malone, who took over CNN is responsible for GB News, and I'm not sure if John Malone is one of the, is a potential white hat in this whole thing, but uh, I haven't studied him enough, but I have been made aware of him. So look up that name, John Malone. I'm not sure if Mark Stein is a good guy. I used to like him a lot before I became a fakeologist, so I'm not quite sure where he stands on this whole pandemic. Go ahead, Marcus. I have a final thing. We're, we're closing it out right here. And All right. if you go to here, the headline is from foodandwine.com. Parmigiano Reggiano makers are embedding tiny trackers in the rind to fight cheese fraud. Oh, great. <laughs> that sounds like uh, more propaganda. So um, I'll read a little bit. Will it get through the grater? What's the rind? You don't eat the rind. You can put rind in soup. Okay. You don't eat the rind. Oh, you you but do you shave the rind when you're creating mm -mm. Uh, when when it's going through the grater? I think no. You don't. Yeah, you do I, all the cooking at your place. I think. I don't. I throw it away. What do you peel it off before you? 
No, I use it as like it's like a handle for when I shave it. So like the end. Yeah, it's like a handle. Okay. So basically, here we go. For for the past two decades, Parmigiano Reggiano wheels have already featured a unique alphanumeric tracking code, but now the consortium has tested embedding P-chip microtransponders into the casein label. As the consortium explains, quote, the innovation combines food-safe casein labels with P-chip microtransponder. Ready? A blockchain crypto anchor. Here we go. go. That creates a digital twin. Now we're into Allison McDowell territory for physical items. This scannable new food tag is smaller than a grain of salt and highly durable, delivering next generation visibility and traceability. To to me, this is just pure propaganda letting us know, hey, you're, hey, slave, you're going to be totally chipped. Especially when it involves crypto and digital twinning. Holy crap. What Mm -hmm. do you guys think? I think it's propaganda. I'd mm-hmm. like to, I'd like to see evidence. I'd like to see it in action. Uh, I know that the Apple tag is being used by the bad side all over Toronto right now, mm-hmm. and uh, well, it has been for the last year. So I think there are certain technologies that we can demonstrate how they work. But show me the evidence that they're tagging. There you go. Got got the evidence right here. Okay. Here's, here's the company that's doing it. So I want to see it work, though. Okay. Well. So I, I must admit, I don't quite understand what they're trying to achieve with this particular thing. What, so it's about, th- I didn't read that part. It's about theft. They're saying that people are counterfeiting. They're, they're counterfeiting Parmigiano or Reggiano. And that this is the way to track down the bad people who are counterfeiting it. Okay. I don't know how because they, they won't yeah. have a chip. They won't have a chip in their cheese. That's right. That's right. I think this will only be successful if they can put it in cocaine. <laughs> because I a lot think of jokes I, tonight. Well, no, I'm serious. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the reasons I would never have partaken in street drugs because, in my opinion, there can't be any quality control. Now I know that the regular pharmaceuticals are probably. We know that they're just as poison, but you'd assume there'd be some kind of quality control. But street drugs, no. So because white, most white powders look the same, I know there's taste tests and whatnot. I saw that in the movies, but it'd be more interesting if they could uh, use this technology to make sure your cocaine is pure, because I think a lot of people get killed by laced cocaine. Does that sound correct at all? Or Well, yeah. Yeah, I went through. Uh, I was a paramedic, so I, I oh, went right. to a lot of cocaine. Yeah. I, I went to a lot of cocaine overdoses right in Toronto, man. <laughs> and does that mean? So that, do, you, do you think there there were so something were other they than cocaine? Doses? Yeah. Well, there was a couple of aspects. Like you're right, there's no quality control. Mm. But uh, what killed the people uh, a lot of the times where it depends what they put in them. Sometimes it was the cocaine itself because cocaine mm-hmm. is. Uh, what we call a sympathomimetic drug. So it increases your heart rate and your blood pressure. Okay. Um, so they, they would stroke out. Um, and then in some other instances, they would do what's called speedballing. They would uh, add cocaine and heroin together mm-hmm. and it would slow down their, eventually slow down their breathing until they couldn't breathe anymore. Now, very small amount of the time, 
they would uh, introduce a, another whatever compound to the mix while, while they were mixing the cocaine at whatever point in line uh, when it was brought over from Colombia or Peru. And the agent that they mixed, the person had a allergic reaction to it. So in actuality, when we got on scene, they didn't die from a heart attack or a stroke from increased heart rate and blood pressure. They actually died from an anaphylactic reaction. That's what I was going to say, anaphylactic shock, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they passed away. What, from one what of would them. they be allergic to in the cocaine? Just what? what it could be that? anything. They could they could mix it with a a, a, a variety of drugs and a, a, a variety of home powders, baby mm-hmm. powders, which has uh, polyethylene glycol in it. Oh um, right, right. So it can be a, a number of different things that they can be allergic to. But that was rare. Usually, when I go to a cocaine overdose, usually it was a heart attack or a stroke. It was the, so that means too much. Cocaine. Too much coke, yeah. So, like, I went uh, one time to a 22-year-old house in Woodbridge, a guy, a, a child, a kid in uh, in Woodbridge, Ontario. There, and uh, he was 22 years old, Italian family. He passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, he was, uh, you know, he had a eight ball of cocaine, which is about two two and a half grams of cocaine, and that was like a lot. And uh, it just exploded his heart. His blood pressure must have been through the roof. Mm, and uh yeah you know that's normal though but that's that's it happens every day every single day that happens every day but it doesn't make the news no you will you'll never you'll never hear about it we get i used to get heroin calls uh in downtown toronto at one time at a gas station i was like what so we get to the call and the guy's lying in the middle of the gas station in the in the terminal there with a needle in his arm and the gas station attendant told me that the guy was filling up an SUV with gas. His friend noticed that he passed out and he thought he died. So he kicked him out of the SUV and the guy took off in the SUV and left his buddy there to die with the needle still in his arm. Mm. What gas yeah. station was that? I know. <laughs> I used to hang out. I used to hang out. <laughs> yeah, well. I've, um, I've stuck something in my head okay. about... What uh, happens? It, 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 I, as you know, I live in Geelong, right? And they all of a sudden the TV stations and mostly the radio stations started banging on about this ice epidemic. Right? No one had even heard of this stuff hmm. until the radio stations just basically went on a twenty-four hour advertising campaign for ice. Hmm. Now ice is endemic in Geelong. It's it, everywhere. Yeah. It just so what staggers are you saying? me. The, 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 they shouldn't publicize I'm, what I'm ice is, problems? Absolutely. Of course not. The whole thing is crazy. As far as I'm concerned, all that happened was that, that no one knew about this thing and it was just an advertising campaign. I just yeah. think the whole thing was disgraceful. Yeah, the yeah. same thing happened in, uh, in, uh, for ecstasy, the drug ecstasy in the uh, state of Arizona where it first kicked off in the mid-90s. Um, and then every kid wanted to try this ecstasy thing, right? So, yeah, I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. But you, you'll never hear about it. We, we, I used to do one or two drug overdoses every single shift. Every single shift somebody was dying. So, mm-hmm. downtown Toronto. So. so, if you want to do a proper war on drugs, why not just pretend to kill everyone and put it in the news? <laughs> Frank was saying it has the counter effect when you promote all the uh, and the all the problems. More people take to it. Is that what we were saying, Frank? 
I, I'm re- what what I'm saying is that the that that you know having a virtually twenty four hour this this went on for a year Ab, mm-hmm. about the dangers of ice 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 dangers danger danger you know ice is an an epidemic in John I I I shit you not I have go out to a lot of karaoke bars I had never even heard of this stuff until it came on the, the radio. Yeah, I'm not, all it I is. Stay at home, shyly. I go, I go out. Never even heard of it, and I was out to the nightclubs and bars for the six years before this this thing came out. Never heard a word about the stuff. Hmm. Well, they put a fancier name on it, right? Ice, all all ice is is just rocked up methamphetamine. That's that's all it is. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I could see the uh, the advertising component to it definitely. All right. Tim, that's all I got. I want to respect your time. It's 941 on Thursday, May 19th. Yep. 2022. Let's let's, uh, keep them wanting more. That's the idea. Well, I I must admit, uh, you know, wickedly, I do enjoy the chance to vent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I enjoy the topics you're picking, Marcus. Oh, cool. That's, that's the whole idea. Are you, Frank? Will you be back on Saturday to tell us about with the boys about the encounter you guys have? So should we hold that story to the Rick and Rollo show? Will you be sure, back? Sure, that's probably best. I I, 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 I hope to be back at, at sitting at my desk by um, mm-hmm. about seven p.m. tomorrow, my time, which is okay. Uh, so the time now. Will that be in time for the Rick and Rollo show? Yeah, the Rick and yeah, Roll so, show is Saturday so 7 night. PM, so that's yeah, so that's uh, thirty-one hours from now. Mm-hmm. So you will be in for the Rick and Rollo show, and you will recount all the exciting interactions because we wouldn't want to talk behind Rick's back. We know what happens when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think they were particularly exciting, but a little bit of music, I think, would be vaguely amusing. Yeah, let's hold it for then, for sure. Okay. Well, Marcus, Tiago, how, yeah, Marcus, sorry, Marcus, uh, how many people uh, watch uh, this show on your channel? Um, not that many. I don't, let me just, I've always told this to Tim behind the scenes. I don't do this for a, it's a terrible return on investment as far as traffic to my website. Yeah. I do it because I enjoy talking to you guys and, uh, I don't. I don't particularly come to vent. I come to. I don't want to be in an echo chamber. I want you guys to socialize. Take it's and, okay to socialize, yeah, Marcus. Yeah, you can say it. There you go. Absolutely. Maybe. Maybe if you guys are interested, um, one of these days. Uh, maybe. Maybe next month. I'm not so busy. Maybe early next month. Uh, if you guys are interested, we can do a super show with all you fine gentlemen, and I can plug in into Silenced Voices of Canada. On my Facebook, uh, on my Facebook group that has six thousand people. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I do that every time. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean okay. plug in? Wow. What does that mean? Simulcast. Uh, simulcast it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You, you, you've got a website of six thousand people, Tiago. Yeah, I, I kind. You know what? I I, I kind of just do it for fun. Um, it's a vaccine injury uh, group. Um, and we just mm-hmm. I just put uh, post up uh, vaccine injury notices. The people come and they talk about their vaccine injuries and stuff like that. Yeah. So you know, it's for me, it's just more. It's yeah, a good it's like news a group. 
yeah it's just like a kind of like a little uh hobby type of thing but uh yeah let's all talk about death and destruction yeah <laughs> yeah maybe maybe we can have like a, a virus show um you know maybe wake some of these people up because i think what, a lot of people um, in there, yeah how do you how are you going to patch us in i'm just curious what technology we're going to use to interact or... oh that's up to you tim <laughs> no that's but, your job you're no, the you're the patcher inner guy no but tiago has obviously an idea <laughs> what what are you going to do to bring them in I have no, I don't know. Um, okay. I, uh, I'm just going to have to, I'm just, you know, this is just a suggestion and an idea. Maybe if you guys are interested, we could have like a, a, a virus type show. And, uh, and well, uh, if you give me the, I don't know if I, I, cause it's your channel. Mm -hmm. If you give me whatever it takes to link to your Facebook, I can send the stream to your yeah. Facebook. That would work. Okay. That I would work. Yeah. How to do that. I, I could maybe I give you a link or you give me like I'm not sure how that works, but okay. I could research that. I could yeah, add. We could, yeah, mm -hmm. we, we could definitely try absolutely, and I think uh, I think um, it would give uh, you guys a little bit more viewership. I mean, uh, oh yeah, please. So it's uh, and my channel that that channel on or that group on Facebook is uh, has been growing crazy. I've been getting new members like uh, without even trying. I haven't even really tried. I've been getting like. 20 30 members every single day so nice. it's uh it's and how do they find you yeah, because congratulations you're yeah. kind of ghosted i believe yeah i am and i think i think people are just adding their friends into the group all right um, yeah. yeah word of mouth is so important yeah absolutely and yeah. i was thinking also um i i was uh i might actually just for maybe one week i might run uh, a facebook ad uh, I might just pay for it, and uh, that way it'll go to millions of people all over Facebook, and then they can just join the group. Um, so I might do that as well. It only it's only going to cost me like two hundred bucks. Um, so I'll put uh, Facebook Will they advertising. Will that ad? Uh, yeah, it depends. I'm gonna I'm gonna word it uh, you know appropriately uh, so that way I don't get dinged by the algorithm uh, by the advertisement algorithm. So I'm gonna try that, and uh, we'll see if we can get up to hundred thousand people on there just for fun. Hmm. So I, I, I have a marketing tip for Tim. Okay. I, uh, Apple's, Apple Podcasts, I'm not a fan of Apple Podcasts at all. But one thing that they do, which YouTube also does, is it gives you minute-by-minute minute engagement rankings, how you're doing minute-by-minute. Minute. And anytime that I do this show, the engagement mm -hmm. ranking is terrible, but not because of the reason you'd think. It's 50-something percent. When I do my show, it's like 120%. And I'm certain because you can see it minute by minute, it's because we get off to a very slow start. So my recommendation is we skip all the fluff, as I would like to say, and just jump right into it. Or have a tease at the beginning, like, hey, Mark, what do you want to talk about in this show? Oh, let's talk about tran transgender people. And then talk about how people can see the show notes and all that kind of stuff. Because what happens is in the beginning – you have 100% engagement, then it it plummets usually by half within six minutes. If you don't get right to it in six minutes, you lose half your audience. So I think we would have almost twice as many people listening if we just got right to it. That makes sense. Sorry, I, I, now, have to, I now have to divert you to another emergency announcement. The largest okay. supermarket chain in Australia has just announced another... 30 days annual leave of people that are adjusting, transitioning from one sex to the other. 
Oh my god! It's it, it's thirty days of <laughs> annual leave, only available to to people transitioning from one to the other. I'm glad now, I'm not Frank, an employer. You just you just triggered me. My family is very upset with me because of you guys, all of you guys, because first of all, they're not trannies; they're transgender people. Okay, I'm I'm saying this with a huge smile on my face right now, and um, they just—they're not there yet. They—they you know they're in betweens. They just hate when I talk about transgender people. They hate it. Like my my oldest son gets really upset with me about it. The president talks about them. Does does he? Of course. Who Biden? Cabinet talks about them. Okay. I want I what I want to know is why are they able to get thirty days more leave than than people that don't want to transition? I, isn't that how can you have that kind of um, discrimination? It's blatant discrimination. It's terrible. It's mad. File a human rights complaint. Yeah, I'm glad so I'm not. A, I'm glad I'm not an employer. <laughs> yeah, they'd all, they'd all be fired. <laughs> All Frank, right, well, I, guys. Yeah, go Frank, ahead. Mar Frank and Marcus, I just put uh, my Facebook link in the private chat. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. So if you guys want to go to go over to uh, my Facebook group, it's called Silence Voices of Canada, and mm -hmm. you guys can uh, join the group if you want. And uh, yeah, we'll do it. Actually, you don't you don't have to send me that link. And when you ask how much how much traffic I get to these shows, I actually get a pretty fair amount. And I know for a fact they're going to your because I every time you're on, I list I list your link. Oh, do so you? Probably okay. get, yeah, you're probably cool. getting from me. Mm -hmm. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, I, my pleasure. Everyone who joins your group is Marcus's site. Oh, excellent. <laughs> That's great. There might be one from my site, too. <laughs> no, you know what? There's actually quite a few people in uh, in my group from uh, from Fakeologist. I've, I've noticed uh, quite a few. So it's uh, Perfect. pretty I love cool. It. Yeah, they message me and they let me know on Facebook, which is pretty cool. <laughs> So one of them that is mess good. Yeah. One of them messaged me and and said uh, that I look handsome. <laughs> oh, are you on there somewhere? Oh, I guess your profile is. Didn't you tell uh, me I look handsome too? Stalkers, Tiago. Yeah, What's that? I, I think the Portuguese people all look pretty good. Not all of them, but yeah, they yeah Portuguese have a nice nice look to them for sure. Oh, thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Or maybe it's maybe you're just an anomaly. I don't know a lot of. I don't know. Every Portuguese person, of course, but you probably know better than me. I don't but, know. Uh, You're the one telling me I look handsome. <laughs> no, I bet you know. <laughs> you, you probably. Know you guys should more. get a room. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not transgendatory. <laughs> I mean, you could be old-fashioned, <laughs> gay. Hell no. No, no. I I only like. Uh, yeah, I only like women. I'm good. All right. <laughs> You're you a cis male. Congratulations. <laughs> What's a cis male? You're straight. Oh, good. Yes, that's what I am. Then, yeah. Perfect. I think it means that your your gender aligns with your sex. Yeah, yeah I would say yeah, you're in you're so. in full alignment. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You're not you're not going your front wheel go the same way as your back wheels. That kind of thing. Oh, good. Yeah, absolutely. I'm and I'm. I, that's great. That's awesome. Well, I'm trying to figure out what you just said. Your back wheels are what? I know. <laughs> well, you. That'll be the uh, the the study notes. All right. So we had 
Marcus of escapethenewnormal.com. Thanks for inviting me, Tim. I appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for coming out. I'm lucky I got the show on the rails tonight. I I didn't even show up to the last minute because I was just switching all the wires. Uh, We have Tiago from Silent Voices of Canada on Facebook. And I should, in fairness, put Frank's website up, how to take care of your penis. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's a real website, and we'll see if it comes up. And I, yeah, there's a real website without graphics, so it's uh, family friendly. You can look at the site uh, at work, and, and no advice on how to take care of your penis. It's total trolling and and uh, clickbait. It's bullshit. Don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> it has lots of big words like pro legacy pro. pro- Profligacy. Sphere, profligacy has the word sphericity on it. What's with you in the words? And uh, words and meaning is on it's... here. The great unwashed. And uh, fantastic. So that's that's Frank's site. And of course, my site. So what's this dirty, what's this dirty Benny thing? Did you see this, Tim? What, what's the take on Mr. E and AIB drama? Who's AIB? I don't know, but... Uh, AIB uh, above is below is a female transvestigator and she should be joining me on Sunday for a quick talk on trends. If you like the tranny stuff and don't forget Saturday is Rick and Rolo. If you want to hear Australian drama and hear how all the guys got together in Sydney with Frank, so that's going to be, I'm, I'm turning in just for that just to see if anything exciting happened there. <laughs> I'll be disappointed. I the, the Mr. E um uh Scottish guy thing, mm. how good was that? That was just first class. Thank you, Frank. Kabbalah. We talk Kabbalah. Everyone loves Kabbalah. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. And Mr. E actually had another audio interview on another guy's show. Can't get can't remember the name right now, but it'll go to Mr. E's uh you channel you find it and uh, yeah lots of good there's so much content but, but, but your your intuition that those two would would um spark off each other was really um obviously correct and it, it really one of the one of the top pieces of audio for for a long long time oh so how well, do, Tim, where, where do i get this so i can put it in the notes that's at fakeologist.com forward slash blog and uh you can scroll down, but I guess the faster way would be go to fake11.com forward slash audio, and you can see links to the main show and links to the audio chats. Two no, no, I'm sorry, to, to, this, to this drama that you're talking about. What was it called? Oh, the drama has, the, the, dra- the drama showed up on Above Is Below's BitChute channel. She made a video discussing Mr. E. I don't have the link to her channel but above is below on BitChute. i'm sure you could probably find it there i didn't make a highlight of it because that's more dirty benny was looking into that and uh i don't so that's where that is but let's wrap it up now uh fakeologist.com forward slash donate if you like the show uh, if you want to be the first person to donate this week you can go there and help promote and say you like the show or send me an email if you like the show Send Marcus an email if you like the show and Tiago on Facebook and Frank on his website. 
everyone has a website, which is the way it should be. So on that note, I'm going to say thank you guys for joining. And we'll just be back next week. Absolutely. Sounds good. All right. Take care. Take care, man.